Welcome to Just Jay-Z. Each week, join your favorite hairdressing duo, Just Jesse and Stu Styles, as they talk salon life, hair hacks, traveling, lifestyle, and more. More. Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. It's Just Jesse And Stu Styles, And I'm super excited for this episode because we have been putting a lot of work into planning season three and it's finally here. So we thought it would be the perfect time to reintroduce ourselves. So this interview is going to be dedicated to me interviewing Jessie so you can get to know her and her story a little bit more. And then the next episode is going to be dedicated to Jessie interviewing me so you can get to know all about me. So if you're excited for this, go ahead, put your little ear pods in, crank it up in your car, whatever you're doing, and we'll go ahead and get started. Imagine having it all. Jessie is the co-owner of her family business, Jay-Z Styles Co. And within that company, she has a very successful hair extension line, clothing boutique, salon, and education business. The list goes on and on. Being 28 and running a multi-million dollar company might seem like a life of glitz and glam, but struggles do come within running her empire, and it wasn't an easy road getting here. So today, we're going to break down her story of how she found her drive, built her career, and overcame anything life threw at her along the way. So welcome, Jesse. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about this because it's going to be fun. I am too. All right. So the first thing I want you to do is kind of take us down memory lane of first starting your salon and your extension company. Which one do you think was harder? And like, what advice would you give someone just wanting to start out and owning their own business? I started the salon in 2016 and then the extension company a year later. I think starting the salon was harder because it was the first time I had started anything and it was a lot of unknown. It was me basically doing it alone. I didn't have the team I have now. So it was really nerve wracking. It was scary. I didn't know if anyone would want to work for me. I didn't know anything about business at all. And then when I started the extension company, it was still scary, but I had my sister working for me. My mom and dad were a little more involved and I'd already had the salon for a year. So I knew a little more and you know me, I'm the type of person that's like, let's just do it. Like, let's just jump in. Mm -hmm. So with the extension company, I was like, this is going to work. Like, let's just go. Let's do it. It was (laughs) weird. And I remember telling my dad, like, I just have a feeling this is going to do well. Like I'm not scared at all. I just, I know it's going to be great. We just dove head first and it has been great. So I think when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of have to have that mentality a little bit of like, you don't think of the risk. You just kind of jump in and think of the reward. And that's what my family's here for is they kind of like bring reality into my life because I'm just like, let's do it. But you also have to have that because there are people who get too scared to never make that jump. So that's kind of what I bring to the table. And then they kind of like bring the reality aspect. So I would say starting the salon was definitely harder. The extension company overall has been more challenging as time has gone on because there is so much that goes into it that I had no idea. It was crazy. Really? And you said you started your salon in 2016? Yeah, it's been five years. That's the year I graduated high school. Oh my hell, that makes me feel so old. (laughs) Isn't that so funny? Yes. That Um, means I was 23 and you were like, Yeah, so I'll be your age this year. So that'd be like me starting after August starting a salon. I'd rather die. Yeah, it's a lot. That's crazy. I cannot even imagine. And then, so like starting everything since you're just like, I feel like that's your best and kind of like worst quality. You're just like, we're doing it. I don't care. No consequences. True. And I feel like that can be like something you can use to your advantage. But have you ever like had anything where you, that came up and you're like, crap, I should have thought more into that. Or do you kind of take everything as a learning lesson? 
a little bit of both. So I feel like I can't think of like one situation specifically, but as a whole, I feel like I've learned especially a lot this year that I get so excited about things and I take everything on and I'm like, this is going to be great. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I jump head first. And I've gotten myself into pickles where it's like, I'm now taking on too much. And even just in the last six months, I've noticed this, that if I have too much on my plate, I'm giving like 10% to each thing rather than like 100% to what matters. For example, I've had education, salon, extension business, YouTube, Ash and Jay, my Instagram, like there's so many things, the podcast that I'm trying to do. And I felt like I wasn't giving my energy to all of them. I was like spreading myself thin. So I've had to kind of cut back in certain areas. An example of that is I actually haven't even announced this on Instagram, but by the time this comes out, it will be announced. Um, We're actually cutting back on Ash and Jay online. We're not gonna be having that online anymore. We're not doing new launches. It's just gonna be an in-store only boutique. I don't think I've even told you this. I didn't even know that. Yes, and I made this decision like two weeks ago because I was like, you know, you saw like new launches were every week. I was having to do a photo shoot every week, put all the items on the website, give my energy to that. And then I felt like, yes. And then I felt like the hair side of my business was struggling because I wasn't giving my all to that. And hair is what got us here. So even though Ash and Jay has been doing so well and it's fun and it's incredible, I felt like it was impossible to balance that with everything else. So what we're doing now is it's still online, but that's why we're getting rid of all the inventory is we're just going to have it be an in-store boutique. And it's going to be more of like a destination spot. So like for people that come visit us for classes, they get to shop and people that come, you know, buy hair, get their hair done. It'll be an in-store boutique. And that way we get to keep it, but it's not so much pressure for me. And now I feel like I can focus more on the podcast and education and our Instagrams and YouTube and the stuff that like needs my energy, if that makes sense. So I think that my go-getter personality has hurt me in that way because I'll take on too much and then I end up like drowning. But at the same time, like the good part of it is that I have started all of this because of that. So I think as I've been growing. I just need to learn how to balance it all. And I need to have like a priority list of like what my intention needs to go to. I got it. Cause you do have a lot going on. So like whenever we introduce ourselves for classes or like, if anyone's like, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, I'm a full-time stylist and educator. And I'm the co-host of the podcast, but my main job that super full-time is just like trying to keep up with the Jesse (laughs) so much. And some days I'm like, that's not realistic. We're not going to get that done. You're like, no, we can't. We can do five podcasts today, launch like a new arrival shoot, do a hair restock, make posts for that. And like, I'm like, that takes days, girl. And she's like, no, 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 no. We can do it in like four hours, I promise. And I'm like, no, girl, we cannot. (laughs) I know. my That's my downfall is I'm also really impatient. So I'm like, I want to do it now. So I'm trying to learn. That is my goal this year, honestly, is to like learn how to like, balance and refocus and give my energy to things that need it. And I feel like I'll be more successful and the business as a whole is going to be more successful if I can do that. So I'm making steps and I'm excited about it. That's really cool. I want to take it back though to like your first salon, obviously like opening it up and everything. I want you to tell the story of like how you found the salon because I love the story. Yeah. And I think a lot of people listening would love to hear it too. So if you haven't been following the whole time, I'll give you a little backstory. So we are currently in our third building for Jay-Z Styles. And we found our first building in 2016 when we opened. And then we moved a year later to building two. And now we've been in building three for like two years. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy. When I found my first building, I was not really looking to open a salon. I was booth renting three days a week and I really loved it. I was getting busier and I was at a crossroads because I was at a point where I was busy enough to like take on more days, but my salon wasn't able to offer more than three days. So I was like, I need to like 
figure out what I'm gonna do. I didn't really wanna move salons because I love where I was at, but I had to. So I was going to Sodalicious one day, which is like a little soda shop here in Utah. And there was a little house next to Sodalicious, a commercial house. And in the window, it said for rent. And there was like a sign in the window. And I was like, that place would make such a cute salon. And I'd seen it before. And it was like a paint store and a clothing boutique at one point. But I was like, that would be so cute. So I was like, I'm just gonna call and like see if like I can tour it just for, so I called me and my mom went and saw it. We toured it and we were like, this is perfect. Like we immediately saw the layout and we were like, the visions here, we could do it. Asked the guy what the price was and it was only like 1500 a month, which was like super doable for like the space and like the location because it was right on Main Street. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I want it. And then he was like, it's so funny that you want it and you called me because I put that sign up in the window and he goes, I let it sit for like four or five days and no one called me. And he was like, that's weird. And then he realized he forgot to put the phone number on the sign. So he put the phone number on. I was the first person to call. And then after me, like eight more people called. So he was like, you're literally the first person so you can have it if you want. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I made the decision that day to just do it. And I was like, all right. And I like literally paid a deposit without even telling my husband or anyone. I was just like, all right. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. So it was a very impulsive thing. I was not planning it at all, but it happened and it was cool. Every time we've found a location, it's kind of been like that. When we found the second one, I was driving down the street, saw a building that looked amazing with a sign, called them, got it. Like, so it's cool. Cause it all just like falls into my lap usually. <laughs> But hopefully another building does not fall into my lap because I don't know how I'm we can outgrow this building that we already have. For real, it's kind of weird. Uh, but how many square feet was the house? 1,500 square feet. It was tiny. And tell them how big your building is now. So building one was 1,500 square feet. Building two was 2,500 square feet, which I thought was incredible. And then this third one's 15,000 square feet. That's amazing. <laughs> not to brag. Not to but brag. But it is awesome that you've like, as hard as you've worked, it's paid off. Yeah, it's it's been fun. So like in the process of everything, is there like a particular moment that you remember, like whether it was talking with your family about business or just like you thought this to yourself, you're like, hey, I really think I've got something here and it could be something way bigger one day than just like a dream that you had. Kind of like starting the extension company, like did you think like, was there any like aha moment? Like this can be what it is today. Yes. So we were about probably eight months into the salon and I had been doing my YouTube channel. We were starting to look into building the extension company. We had been getting samples, but no one knew about it. And I remember getting a call. I was in my first salon doing hair and I got a call from ISSE. They're a hair show and they wanted me to come out and interview because they saw my YouTube channel. And they were like, we want you to come to the show. We want to hire you and we want you to interview Guy Tang. And I was like, what? And that was like the first time I had gotten like recognition in our industry. And I only had like 24,000 on YouTube, which is still good for like my first year, but like I wasn't a big deal at all. And so it was cool that they like reached out to me. So they flew me and my team out there. We got to interview Guy Tang. We got backstage passes and it was really cool. That was the first time I think that I was like, oh my gosh, like this could be something. And behind the scenes, we were working on the extension company. So it was cool to like go to that show, see the recognition I was getting and being like, oh, and I'm actually starting something new and maybe that could do well because I'm doing well now. And I remember being backstage and meeting Low Wheeler. I had followed her obviously and knew who she was. And she came up to me and goes, you look so familiar. You're beautiful. Like, are you on Instagram? I feel like I've seen you. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she asked to get a picture with me. And I was Low like, Wheeler? yes, so cool. I have the picture. And I had like brunette hair and <laughs> so funny. And yeah, exactly. And so like I got a picture with her and we just kind of like chatted and she was so sweet. And then I met Guy Tang and like a bunch of other people. And so it was just cool because that was the first time that I was like, wait, this is this could be something. And then, yeah, we opened the extension company like six months later and it took off. So 
that was like my first exciting thing that made me realize that like, oh, I'm growing, you know? Yeah. Getting that recognition. Yeah. It's got to feel so good. Yeah. You opened your salon, Mm -hmm. started YouTube, then the extension company. Yeah. So I remember having the idea for a YouTube channel before I opened my salon. Mm -hmm. I was in that little booth rental salon and I was like, I kind of want to like film what I'm doing, but I was kind of embarrassed because other people worked there and, you know, it's just kind of weird to like do something like that on camera with other people around. So I never did. But then when I opened my salon, I was like, okay, I'm going to like launch my channel at the same time. So I did that. And I think I did my first video like a few weeks into owning the salon. And if you go back and look at it, I didn't talk at all. It was just a a video of me doing hair with music that was completely copyrighted, (laughs) like a country song or something. Um, that I, I shouldn't remember have used. watching this with you. Yes. And like, <laughs> didn't explain what I was doing at all, but I was like, I'm amazing. Um, and obviously my channel has progressed a little bit from there. Um, but yeah, I remember doing that and I just like dove head in and I don't really remember like how my channel started growing, but I just was like, I'm going to film everything I do. And I was working six days a week. So I had plenty of content and I just filmed like all my clients and I just started doing that and it grew. And I think that's when I started being like, oh, I, I think I need to do extensions because at the time I was doing a lot of extensions. I was working with a bunch of different extension companies and we had one that was local in Utah and we would always drive up to get hair or we would order online. And I remember thinking, you know, it would just be so nice if we could have the hair in-house because we do them so often. So I met with the owner of an extension company here in Utah and I got details for like having an extension bar. It was going to be a huge investment, like a lot, a lot of money. And that was when me and my dad, because he's my business partner, were like, you know, maybe we should just do it ourselves. Like instead of investing in another person's company, let's just do it. And at the time I was like, I know so much about extensions. This is going to be so easy. (laughs) I was wrong. There was so much more that went into it than I even knew. And I learned a lot, but yes, I did the extensions, probably started looking into that six months after we opened and six months after my channel. So it went salon, YouTube channel extensions. And from there it's grown into education and podcast and boutique and just so many more other things, which has been really cool. What was your first class that you did like on your own? I remember it was a color class in the first salon and we rented a stage and we put it in that little room right there. I think there's a video on it. There probably is. And or it's photos. introducing education with Jesse yes. on YouTube. Like one of your first yes. videos. I was like teaching a class at my salon and it was just me and I did a color on that stage in like this tiny, tiny room. There was like 40 chairs and people came like mm. it was exciting. It was a color class and I can't even remember what it was on. I'm sure it was like balayage or TZ lights or highlights or something. Right. Was it? Mm. Ombre? Wow. Yep. That was five years I'm ago. Stalker yeah, he knows. That's how I got here. Until <laughs> she let me in the door. It's true. You don't like to admit you were a fangirl, but you were. I know. I didn't for the first like year and I was like, yeah, you're cool. And I was totally obsessed with you. <laughs> I should have known. But yeah, it was my first little class. And I remember one of my friends who worked for me at the time was like, you should name this Education with Jesse." And I was like, okay. And that's how it happened. Like, really? she just, yeah, she came up with the name and I was like, all right, it's Education with Jesse," And look what it's turned into. It's pretty that's cool. That's insane. Yeah. And then your first out-of-state class, tell that story because I think it's hilarious. So that was probably a year and a half later. And really? Yeah. Well, okay. So maybe a year later because I remember... I'd have to go back and look at dates, but my first color class was like in that first salon. And then when we traveled for the first time, we were in the second salon. So it was probably a year later. I was starting to like teach color classes and like 
a few extension trainings with like 10 people, if that, in my salons. So then my YouTube was growing, my Instagram was growing. And I remember I was in the second salon getting my hair done and I was on Instagram and this thing popped up on Instagram that there was gonna be a One Tree Hill convention in North Carolina. And if you know me at all, you know I'm obsessed with that show. I've been obsessed my whole life. Me and my sister went and toured the sets of that show. We visited One Tree Hill and we love it. So I was like, oh my gosh, like there's a convention, like the celebrities are gonna be there, like the stars of the show. I have to go. Like, this is amazing. I was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, which is funny because I've been like four times now, but I was like, this has to happen. So I was like, what if I taught a class in North Carolina and I just like put it out there and just like see, cause then I could like teach at the same time. And I remember my family, like, especially Kira was like, that's the stupidest idea you've ever had. This is not going to work. <laughs> but going back to my impulsiveness and like my just like drive to do things, I was like, I'm just going to put it out there. So I literally like did a story and I was like, hey, if we came to North Carolina, would you guys want to come? And I had so many people respond being like, oh my gosh, yes. So we ended up like creating classes that day. And I think at the time, if I remember correctly, we would have them Venmo us. Like it wasn't even like you checked out online. It was like Venmo me and we'll like record your name. And so I just had people Venmoing me. Their usernames on the check-in sheet. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then like we would create a sheet and we did two classes and one was in no wait one was in it was two different cities in North Carolina so with like one here one here and I remember like we sold out both classes within the first day I think it was crazy and it was like 40 people in each class and it was just color and extension demo um and I remember my family being like what the heck like there's no way you sold these classes and we all thought this was going to be like a once in a lifetime opportunity so we're like let's all go so we had me both my sisters both my parents, Mariah, Sarah go, like we had so many people cause we're like, this is a once in a lifetime. And so we went and we bought tickets to the One Tree Hill convention. We got to meet all the stars we got to do that. And then we taught both these classes and it was incredible and so much fun. And that's where it all began. So we had two sold out classes in North Carolina and then people started seeing that. And then they're like, wait, come to California, come to Florida. And then it just like kind of went on a month to month basis where it was like, March, we did North Carolina, and then people wanted us to come to California. So in April, we did that. In May, we did Florida, and it just kept going like every month. I remember being like, I don't know if we're going to do this the next month, but we'll just keep seeing if people want it. And then now it's been three years since that, and now we're like every month gone twice a month. And now we've evolved into education for extension certifications. And when in the beginning, it was just color and extension demos. And I remember making the change to extension certifications. And again, my family was like, what the heck are you doing? And now that's pretty much all we do. And now we're going to start spinning up color again. But it's crazy that like it started off that way. And now it's like a huge part of our business. So wow, that was a long story. But yes, that's how it started. (laughs) And what about the first extension certification made it special? pretty cool. It is really cool to think about. So we started traveling in 2018. That that was like the first North Carolina class in March of 2018. And then towards the end of that year, we were still doing these classes, but I remember we had started throwing in extension certifications. And I remember being like, you know what, we have to go for it. It has to be all extension. We hadn't started throwing in certifications. We had started throwing in like extension demos, like a little more hands-on in the color classes. Like we were focusing more on them. So then I remember being like, you know what, start January, we're doing all certifications. So our very first extension certification outside of Utah was in Florida, in Orlando in January of 2019. So exactly two years ago. And Stu was a little student in that class and he came to our color class and then our extension certification. And we always talk about how like that is so crazy that you were at the first extension certification. Mm -hmm. Things have changed so much since then. And the funny thing is things were so different back then. We did a color class and extension demo day one, which Mm -hmm. you came to. And then the next day we did two extension certifications back to back with live models. Like 
literally two full classes. Like it was a guy too. Yes, we did like the little demo on him. And you guys had live models. Like it was nuts. And I remember Stu jumped in. Like he was in the first class, and then we were gonna take him to dinner that night. So he just hung out for the second class, Mm -hmm. and he just started helping. Like oh, let me just help clean up and I'll help this student and I'll do this. And like, he was literally already helping. I learned this 30 minutes ago, but I've got it. Yeah, let me just teach you. (laughs) And it was just funny because like now you're an educator and like it's crazy that you were at the very first one helping Mm -hmm. and taking the class and now you're here. So I remember going back to like um, where I lived in Florida at the time and my teachers were like, how did it go? Is it awesome? I was like, it's way harder than it looks. I don't think (laughs) I'll ever be able to do it without like taking the class again. I like sucked. I bombed it. And I was like, it was really cool to meet Jessie and her team and everyone that like we watch all the time in beauty school on YouTube. And I was like, but I don't think I'm like an extension guy. It's way harder than it looks. I swear. (laughs) And look at you now. And that's like all I do now. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. And every time we've gone to Florida, you've been there now, which is so weird. Like we had been to Orlando once before that for a color class, Uh but we've now been what? Five Five times. times. Like you've been there every time, which is cool. Yeah. Pretty, well, pretty cool. Always been there since day in one. Of, yep. Orlando is special to go to. Yeah. Though. Every time we go, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying like, not to cry the whole time. It's just like another milestone because, like, yeah. we met you there. You did the hair show with us there. You got hired as an educator full time there. To be a, to you got hired to be at the salon there. Like, it's yeah. cool. Very and I fun. got lead educator in Orlando. And yeah. this past time, I was like, something always happens in Orlando. I'm about to get a promotion. <laughs> I was like, something's going to happen. And Jesse was like, you're going to do the blending demo. And I was like, this is my time to shine. And I was going to say dense and thick. And I said, dick. In front of in the demo. everyone. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, when the hair is really dick. Off. And I remember just being like. Oh. And I was like, I just froze for a second. And Jesse was like, we know what's on your mind. And it kind of broke the eyes. And everyone thought it was funny. So it wasn't that bad. It was cute. I'm glad you guys could laugh at my expense. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, speaking like of all of that, if you could start completely over from scratch, like you're pulling through so delicious and wow. you are like ordering your Diet Coke with lime, <laughs> the largest size ever, your yes. little sh- frosted sugar cookie, um, <laughs> you see that for rent sign. If yeah. you knew everything you knew today and you could go back, what would you change? And I know you, and I know that's a hard question because it's like everything got me to where I'm at today. But if that was off the table, yeah. like if you could actually change one thing. What do you think it would be? Well, the first one that comes to mind is obvious and it's the name. (laughs) Um, So at the time I was married to someone that his name started with a Z and I start with a J. Um, So I named it Jay-Z for us. And now I'm divorced and married to someone new. And it's hard because like now Jay-Z styles, it just sounds like it's always been meant to be that. And now Mm -hmm. it's like so iconic to us. But like at the time I named it after that. And when people ask like, where did it come from? I kind of have to be like, well, my ex-husband. And luckily I named my son Jagger Zane. So now that's Jay-Z. But like, obviously he hasn't been around since the beginning. So when Mm -hmm. people ask how I came up with it, I have to like go through the whole story. So I probably would have not named it that. But then I'm like, at the time, like I didn't know any better, you know? And I actually don't even know what I would have named it. Like thinking back, I'm like, what, what? It is what it is. Like I could not imagine it anything else. Me either. And so... I mean, it worked out for the best, but I mean, I think if I knew what was going to happen, I probably would have chosen a different name. And then the second thing is I wish I would have, well, it's hard because I've learned this as I went and I, you know me, I'm always like, I learned from everything. Like that is like my answer for everything. But, um, I wish that I would have gone in with just a little more, what's the word? I wish I wouldn't have been so naive when it came to friendships and working. Cause you know, 
the whole thing, like, I mean, I'm sure anyone who follows kind of knows I've had a lot of friends who have worked for me that became, you know, either really close friends after working for me or were close friends before and then started working for me. And a lot of those friendships have fallen apart because, you know, working with friends is not easy. And luckily the friends that I have working here now, it's been amazing. And I don't think we'll have any more problems because I've learned a lot on how to like handle those situations. And also the friends I have now, like Stu, like I feel like there's a lot of open and honest communication. Whereas like if you're annoyed or I'm annoyed or something's going wrong, we can talk about it and move on. And I never had that before. Like I was new to being a business owner. So I would just let people walk all over me and I would just like give, give, give without anything in return. And I made mistakes and they made mistakes. And I I lost a lot of like important friendships because of it. So I wish I would have gone into it with a little more like, I don't even know. Like, I I feel like I, there's no way I could have gone in knowing what was going to happen, but I wish I wouldn't have just like hired so many friends and given them so many chances without expecting anything in return. You know, I love giving, like, that's like my love language is like giving gifts and like giving people opportunities, but I wish I would have like had those people deserve those opportunities before handing it to them, if that makes sense. So if I could go back, I'd probably just like try to be a little bit of a better boss in the sense of having a line between friendship and boss and maybe just not trusting certain people so much. I think that was something I've definitely learned that's been the hardest thing overall. Sweet. Yeah. Good advice to yourself. (laughs) Thank you. Is there anything you want to add about like your story or what's got you here or? Honestly, the biggest takeaway I've gotten from doing all this is go for it. So let's just say that that young, little, naive, 23-year-old Jesse, who was just starting to rent out that small little house and was making it a salon, if she was listening to this podcast right now, Mm -hmm. what would you tell her? And like, what advice would be like, listen, girl, this is what you need to know about like what's to come. Enjoy it. I think a lot of times I get so, so busy and I get wrapped up in what we have going on and day to day and all the new stuff that's happening that I forget how cool it all is. Like I that's why I love doing our out of town classes or even Utah classes. I love teaching in general because these people tell us, you know, how much we've inspired them and how much they've learned from us and how cool it is to meet us. And it makes me sit back and be like, we really are like doing it. Like we're living our dreams. We've gotten to this point and I never thought I'd be here because I did not graduate high school. I got my GED. I wasn't like popular in high school. I didn't go to any school dances. Like I was very like, Like I had friends and stuff, but like, I just never thought I'd do anything big. I thought I would go to hair school and have a home salon and have kids, which that's impressive too. Like that, that's another dream I had, but like, I never thought I would do what I have now. And it's cool that I've done it all. And I need to remember, I need to remind myself now to like, take time to like, sit back and be like, this is awesome what we have, you know, because it's become so normal now that like, you forget that like, it is cool to other people because I'm like, this is just our life, you know? Yeah. So I, I was going to back you up on that and say, like, when we are, like, away, people are like, what is it like to do, like, people from Dancing with the Stars hair, like, doing, like, YouTube all the time or, like, filming a podcast? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just, like, it's my life. life. Like, it's just, like, I go to work and this is what I do. Yeah. It's just, like, I know it's a cool job, but it doesn't, like, register, like, how cool it is or, like, how I need to soak it up and be like, this could all go away tomorrow. Yeah. And... It's just like, it is really cool. For any class in general, like you were saying, just really makes, it just like it recharges your drive yeah. too. I'm Which like, is funny because oh, there are long days, but after it. we're like 
this is awesome and like yeah. so inspired. And this is so like, I'm going to relate this to James Charles, even though we're on a way, 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 way smaller level. But he just did this video, like holding himself accountable for like mistakes he's made and stuff. He has like what, like 25 million followers. And he was saying in the video that he like forgets that he has that because it's his normal life now. Like he knows he has a platform, but like it's so normal to him now that like when people talk about how cool it is or like how he has so much responsibility or power, he's like, this is just my life, you know? And he goes, I need to remember that I can't just be James. I think his name's Dickens. Yeah. Dickinson or whatever. I'm always James Charles. Cause even if I'm just like with friends, like, or like with people that like, I shouldn't expect to know who I am. Like they're going to know, like, and not that we're on that level at all, but I related to what he said because I'm like, that's true. Like he's like, I need to always remember that like this isn't normal to everyone and like that's what I need to do is I need to remember how grateful we are how or we need to be more grateful because we are so blessed and I need to remember that because like we'll get frustrated when like the podcast audio goes wrong or like oh I have to film a video today and do this and that and I have so much going on and I stress about it but I'm like wait I'm so lucky that I have all that going Mm -hmm. on so I wish I could remind myself of that more and like tell myself when I was 23 and starting out that like, this is what it would turn into. Yeah. And just remember to enjoy the journey and just be grateful because it all could go away. You're right. And nothing is guaranteed. So it's pretty cool that we have this. It really, really is. Yeah. You're a lucky girl. Thanks. It'll be crazy to see where we are like five years from now. I know. I think about that all the time. I know. Cause I, you see it. I don't know. I I don't know. Like I, I used to feel like I had a vision and now I'm like, so much has happened in the last, like, year alone and if not like the last five years that I'm like I have no idea like it's it's cool but I'm excited to see where it takes us this is just you know anyone listening if you are starting out in hair school or even if you have been doing hair and you have a dream of something you want to achieve or if you're in a different industry and you want to go for something just do it because you know there's no time like the present and you can't wait to be ready you just have to kind of dive in so I hope this inspired someone to reach their goals because I never thought I would be that person here I am (laughs) It's never like it's never too late to get started. So start now. Start now. And our favorite saying is, "You get what you work for, not what you wish for." Because you can sit around and dream about it all day, but you have to go and get it if you really want it. Exactly. We are hard workers for sure. We are workaholics. (laughs) Well, thank you for all of that. You're welcome. Our favorite part. Let's talk peaks and pigs. All right, I will start. Let's I'm gonna let you. <laughs> I'll let you go last because I always put you on the spot. I was gonna make you do it because I'm kind of in charge with this episode. Ooh, I like that. Okay, my peak of the week would probably be that we have a class coming up on Sunday, and we have a lot of exciting things going on. So on Friday, me and Stu are doing a hair day. We're having shadowers. How many shadowers do we have? Like two, mm-hmm. one, two. Two. So we have two people coming to shadow. We're also doing one. Wait, we're doing a girl. We're doing okay. What we have so much going on. So we have a shadower. We're also doing an a Jay Z ambassador's hair mm-hmm. in that day. Then and then she's coming to the class. We also have another ambassador coming into town that's going to be working the class with us, and we're training her. So we get to see two of our ambassadors this weekend. Then we have a class, and this is our biggest Utah class yet. We have like forty three people coming. Um, so it's going to be an exciting weekend, and I always love education weekends. So I'm super excited. We're having a video filmed for this class, so I feel like it's just going to be a good weekend. Um, and then I would say my pit for this week is probably, gosh, I need to think about that. Oh, probably I went to St. George this past weekend and Stu watched my dogs and he sent me a picture of Bentley (laughs) and he's like, uh, Bentley's bleeding and his whole paw was like cut up and he was bleeding and Stu had to bandage him up. And it was just so sad that like Bentley had a little owie while I was out of town. It was like, my mama heart was really sad, but he's doing better now. And 
thanks to Stu for looking out for him. Uncle Stu's got your penny boy. <laughs> they were so they're so goofy. Like I they love them. So they took goofy. me back to when we lived together, and I was just like, they are just like goofballs. Like, they are. They don't have any personality besides being ditzy. Yeah. Like, it's, they're I just love like me. That. Just kidding. Yeah. They're just like they get it from their mom. <laughs> um, I would have to say my peak is. Jesse went to St. George and I didn't do hair this weekend. So I kind of had like the weekend off, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's never happened ever. No. Well, I did end up like having like errands and things to run that I wouldn't have time during the week just because it does get so crazy. So I got to like catch up on a lot of things. I feel like fresh and ready to start the week. I made like a decision that's like a big boy decision. So I'm excited to tell you guys about that maybe on the next podcast. I would have to say that my pit is the same as Jesse's as far as Bentley, like, breaking a nail. I mean, his <laughs> paw is bloody. Everywhere. That sounds so dumb when you say it like that, like, breaking a nail. No, he did. <laughs> no, it's true. I it's let sad. them out. And this was, like, the first time me seeing them since Jesse left. I, like, went over. I was like, let's go potty. Let them out. Come back in. And, like, I don't even think about it. Like, I'm not, like, checking. Like, you know, like, you're yeah. just, like, examining the dog or anything. I was like, come in. And then I was, like, reading the little, like, dog itinerary that Jesse made. <laughs> and she's like, you have to do this at this time and this at this time and this, that, the other. And so I was looking at that and then I look up and there's blood all over the kitchen floor and like in the hallway at her house. And I was like, wait, what is going on? And I was like, who was bleeding? And then like Bentley's like, Paul was all bloody. And so like I put him outside, like I've got like wet paper towels, the first aid kit. And I was like, I have to be like a vet right now. <laughs> and I was like, I have to get Jessie. And I called her one time and she didn't answer. And then I called her again. And I was like, girl, Bentley's bleeding all over the place. And she was like, did he break a nail again? Because I guess that happens often with Bentley. He's got brittle nails. He needs some biotin. Yeah. Like well, puppy biotin. It's so funny because like doodles are just fragile. Like yeah. we took them on a hike for like 10 minutes with Kira's dog once mm-hmm. and their pads were just ripped up. Like they're yeah. just like fragile dogs. And then we, he broke a nail and I had to take him to the vet and it was like a $200 pedicure basically. Like <laughs> he's just, he's a fragile little doodle. And he's, like, so big and goofy. It makes it better. So, yeah. like, I, like, cleaned him up outside and, like, waited to this bleeding stop. And then I was, like, I have to carry you inside. And Bentley, like, weighs how much, you think? 50 pounds? Yeah. yeah. And he's, like, as tall as me if he, like, stands up. Like, yeah. he's huge. And so I'm, like, picking him up. And, like, her other dog, Beckham, has, like, the weirdest anxiety. It's so, so sad. Weird. But it's, like, it's, like, the cutest and the worst thing ever because I know it's hard for him. But it's just, like, so cute how, like, yeah. needy he is, you know? Yeah. And um, so he's, like, freaking out because something's wrong with his brother. <laughs> and, like, they're always together. Like, Bentley yeah. and Beckham don't separate. So, like, no. I'm picking him up. Like, he's outside. I'm cleaning him up. I put Beckham inside because he was, like, jumping all over me. And I was, like, I have to focus. I'm trying to, like, FaceTime Jesse and see what's going on. And, like, be a vet. <laughs> Play, like, Dr. Doolittle. And then Beckham's, like, <laughs> Yeah, and then so Beckham's inside having an anxiety attack and then I get him inside and I like carry Beckham to the sink and like start washing his hands and he was like not having it and then I like got some bandages like wrapped up his foot as best as I could and then I had to like clean up the blood it was just like I just wish the cameras were rolling in your house I wish that would have been incredible to see but you know Dr. Stu to the rescue <laughs> Dr. Stu <laughs> in the house a new segment on our podcast I'll give Maybe you medical that, advice that can be your um, the other day we were talking and you texted me and you're like if I ever left Jay-Z I just quit doing hair maybe you could be a vet <laughs> like your, your backup career you can't do school can't do it <laughs> not gonna happen no but thank you so much for sharing about your story with us today thank and you. I really do hope this inspires someone just to like make that first step and like going for your dreams, no matter what it is, whether it's like growing on social media, like opening a salon, booth running, even just like going back into the industry. If you've been out for a while, I just hope it inspires you today by listening to like Jesse and her story and her success and like how she got there. Just kind of like lights that fire up under you guys. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was a fun one to film. 
And we'll catch you guys on the next one. We'll see you next time when we interview Stu. See you later. Thanks for joining us over here at Just Jay-Z. Catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.